0: Thank <laughs> you. And
2: welcome, this is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, at least that's what we're going with uh, this week, and uh, Barry the Boater. I finally have you. a name. You, you
3: have a name? I finally have a name.
2: And uh, we'll see if it sticks. Uh, you know, he does have a boat, so that kind of makes him a Mariner. And so I'm willing to go along with the rest of the crew if they... Uh, you know unanimously believe that that should be mike's even if new it's, moniker
3: even if it's temporary i'm glad to have an identity now
2: well exactly <laughs> you exist you do exist how about that all right
4: I, I was i was going with part-time mike part-time <laughs>
2: why well because he's here part-time well so are you how i'm here every week yeah for one hour that's part-time i'm the only one full-time on this staff let's be real well,
4: that's because you live underneath the console yeah hello <laughs> uh, uh, well. by the way thank you for inviting us all into the studio with the remainder of the crud that you picked up a few weeks
2: ago at DEMA. well i didn't want to keep it all to myself i mean i'm you're a I'm giving about, guy exactly you're, you are so, it, is, it
4: is thanksgiving week.
2: Yes. barry yes. knows
4: he is a pack rat
2: no uh, Barry. we're talking about something else now catch up uh, by the
4: way, I noticed uh, <laughs> I noticed on your side of the, the studio there around your, your new amazingly star trekky type board mm-hmm. that you are slowly enclosing yourself encasing yourself with your awards. Yes.
2: That's just Is that yeah. your latest
4: award? It, is this the one I almost knocked over? He did. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: Mike the Mariner almost took it yeah. out of commission there. Yeah, Diving
4: Community called. Champion Award. wait, well, oh, no, yes, Diving Community
2: reading. Champion of the world.
4: Hey, this is a platinum award.
3: Yeah, that's right. Uh,
4: Ooh. Now, now I know why it's not actually in front of him is because it was awarded to Scuba Radio and not to Greg Holt. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to turn it back to him group so he can see it.
2: Barry so, was there, well, because, so he can see his reflection. In yeah. it. <laughs> he ba- Barry saw, um, you know, he was part of this thing. That we <laughs> oh yeah, and then he picked up the funk too. So go yeah. ahead, and say how a how few did you words, do that Barry. Remotely? I, I don't know what to say. He brought me
5: to a diseased place. So,
4: Barry, did he do? Did he do with you like he's done with me in the past when he's taken me to Dima, where I was basically just carrying his stuff?
5: Yeah, I, I was following him around. That, yeah. That's pretty much like a camel,
4: like a lackey. <laughs> hmm. yeah, I, yeah, and I, I think I think he's. I've got a guy. Just just uh, give it to my guy. There, I think it. Yep. I think it gives them a, an overly self-inflated sense of importance to have a guy sure. Sure. Up, yeah. trailering. Yeah. yeah to- well,
2: Barry is my camel, and for the record, the I did easy. get a picture of him where I uh, got up on top of him, did the thumbs up in front of the entrance of the show we are at. Last well,
4: let week. me tell you something. I saw a picture of you guys, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> is over the top
2: of you. What? Um, that picture. Oh, that picture. That picture. Oh, I blocked that out till you showed that That's, to me. That- that's that's bastard. terrifying, <laughs> and, I, I, and
4: I think the best thing about that picture is the way that Barry's got his head, his <laughs> eyes perfectly, yeah. perfectly directed um, towards you in a very loving manner.
2: Yeah, way to make it creepy, Barry. <laughs> Well, you know something?
5: I had no idea what the lady was saying when she said, Here, look over this way at Greg. Uh huh. And then, of course, when I saw the photo, I said, Aha.
4: (laughs) You know, from the chest down, Greg, you're very attractive. Well,
5: thank you. You're like, Can we burn that?
4: that. (laughs) Can we burn
3: that?
5: (laughs) You know,
2: just to paint the picture, since this is the World of Boating radio show, it's one of those things where you stick your face through a cutout. And Barry was a pirate, and I was a pirate's wench, I believe. Do
4: do I have permission to post this on the uh, Facebook page?
2: Uh, Yeah. You know, all the comments already that have been out online, it can't be any worse.
4: Well, that's your scuba radio crew versus the world of boating crew. And the world uh, of boating crew shows no mercy. You might get another
2: award. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) I mean, I've already been been said, hey, you're a very attractive woman. (laughs) <laughs>
5: you, know, you know pirates were good mariners too
2: yes okay so what is that what it, is it, your point
5: well we were pirates we were good mariners hmm okay. well you were a good well they sank out. a
3: lot of boats and many of them were their own
5: well yeah but they also <laughs> knew where the shallows were and they knew how to sail around
2: them yeah yeah all right well,
4: well everything greg knows about pirates he learned from watching black sails well that's yeah. all you need to know no no, no, worst show ever.
2: Okay, enough of that nonsense. Yeah. People are binge-watching. Well, talking about, about boating skills. Weekend.
3: Well, for me, it's Captain Ron. Yeah, You know,
2: that's, yeah.
3: that's where I learned all well, my Well, it's history. a must-see. It's where I learned how to dock a boat.
2: You know, a lot of people are catching up on stuff like that this weekend, you know, in between, you know, the, the, the turkey and recovery and that kind of stuff. Might as well binge-watch, you know, Black Sails or Captain Ron, get in your best boating movie. This is a good weekend to
4: do it. If you're up north or in the Midwest, chances are your boating season is over.
2: Right. You got nothing else to do except you know pass out to the L-Tryptophan. You
4: have to do the winterizing and all that stuff. Unless you have a very special relationship Mm -hmm. with the marina and or the dealer, and they'll let you continue to run until you get that that hard, hard freeze comes through. Well, people are winterizing their boats now, right? Up there. Yeah. If you haven't already... Had in plan a schedule or had it scheduled to be done, mm-hmm. it's like hurricane season mm-hmm. here. If you don't have a plan going into hurricane season to for a location to have your boat taken out of the water and put in safe storage or as right. safe as can be, you are pretty much
2: out of luck. You well, have the same expression I have in that picture of me and Barry, like, uh-oh. Yeah. Hey, I go through a very, very rigorous winterization
3: process. In Florida, oh. yes. All I, right. I, I put two, a jacket, two parts tequila. I put no. I put a jacket and a windbreaker on the boat.
4: It gets cold <laughs> on the water. It I does get cold. Part time Mike, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, Part time Mike.
2: No, that, that's just one of the benefits of being a Florida boater. He's just rubbing it up, uh, rubbing it in. I was oh, waiting no for a punchline. I was wait. I was waiting for anything. You don't need one after that. You're right. You don't. He's just trying to make himself feel better, as he should. Yeah. No,
4: he's trying to make our, our listeners up in the Midwest and the North feel really, really
2: poorly. <laughs> right. Oh. We, get, we get the boat pretty much here, right? You know, now. all those yeah. social media posts, you, you mm. post that stuff, it says, oh, my God, the weather, you know, the winter is here. I had to put on a jacket.
4: Yes. <laughs> exactly. Right. See? Now, for me, it's long pants.
2: Hmm. Yeah. If, I got,
4: if I got to put on long pants it's cold yeah or well, i'm the, riding my motorcycle at
2: least he's 100. putting on pants for once all right so anyway it is thanksgiving weekend we have a lot of stuff to navigate today also we get to start playing christmas music no you've been warned no. in advance no it is that no. time of year no we have some no. good no we have no. some good ones no and, and there will be know. no
4: christmas music until the week before christmas
2: And Patrick, uh, you know, Captain Patrick, as you know, has no power whatsoever when it comes to these kind of decisions, so... Oh, I can yell over the music. You could, but of course, I control your microphone.
4: (laughs) I can yell really loud. Mike's mic will pick it up. Wrong. Barry's mic will pick it up. No. And and he's not even in the studio.
2: No, Barry is, uh, he's bringing sexy back with that raspy voice of his. (laughs) Right? Go. Give us us your best, Barry. What would you like to hear? No. What are you playing today? What music? I'm totally. What
5: Christmas tunes are we gonna play? He some sounds no American different. Right. He sounds no.
4: It's really don't nope. do anything. I for sound
5: me. no different. Yeah, no. not
2: really. Let, let me happened. cough up a hocker for no. you. No, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> anyway, all right. Just so wipe off the mic when you're done. There are some things that uh, we are gonna, you know, navigate through, right? And one of them, uh, I think Mike brought this up right before we went on the air today.
3: Yeah, sure. There's a uh, there's an article in Boating Magazine: Four Ways to Improve Your Boating Skills. Uh-huh. Just four. Just four.
4: <laughs> I'm sure there's it's, twenty, but uh, they they
3: has picked it down. Nothing to do it with now. Miami, does yeah, it? Yeah,
4: yeah. They picked four.
2: Okay, so let's uh, run through these. All
4: right, where do you want to stop? At the top or the bottom? Are they like from best to worst, or are they just generic? They don't have a rank. They're
3: just okay. All right, you've what do you items think?
2: to make you a better boater? Go. It's,
3: it's it's a good start, I would say.
4: Right, but I mean, as far as the list, which it's one just, do you think is the most important?
3: Uh, probably uh the scan. The scan. The scan. The scan.
2: All right, so they put you in a computra, and they scan your body, and they're looking for what exactly? Boating elements inside your bloodstream? That or anything you've swallowed that's maybe... Ah, if you swallowed a little squishy rubber boat or something like that, and it got enlarged in your intestines. So, scan is a situational
3: awareness process. It stands for scan, concentrate, analyze, and negotiate.
2: That isn't what I thought it was. But that's what it is. Okay, this, this okay. is very
4: important if approached by pirates. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Big I sa- am the captain now. A big
3: sailing vessel with uh, gun turrets on
4: it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So just being situational awareness. Well, I uh, think
3: that's probably one of the most important things you can be right. You sure. Know, when you're, especially in either tight quarters or areas uh, of a waterway where there's a lot of traffic, you know, before you make a move, before you make a turn, before you change your speed. You know, before
2: you leave the dock, if you see like Barry walking down the dock to make sure you leave before he gets close yeah, enough for Yeah, get those lines board. off there quick. Uh, mm-hmm. thank get
5: you. Get those engines I on. I know me. who my friends are.
4: <laughs> Barry's got a 17-foot boat. He can literally reach from the steering helm
5: to the bow and get his lines. Well, yeah, somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> My arms aren't that long. My legs are
2: short. Okay, he's kind of a freak of nature that way, (laughs) and we'll just leave it at that. More coming up, or at least the other three ways to make you a
0: better boater next. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. Sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Beat it, turkey. I'm in the middle of some Thanksgiving. Turkey time,
2: turkey time, turkey time. Turkey time. Gabo 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 Gabo
0: Gabo Gabo squat. Gabo 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 squat. Gabo 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 squat. Gabo 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 Gabo
5: squat. Everyone Turkey time
2: Turkey time All right, this is the world of voting. Uh, Turkey time was actually a couple days ago, but you probably got leftovers, and you're making the best of it, as you should. Uh, I am Greg, your first mate, along with Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, and Barry's a boater. To round out the crew and navigate the latest boating news and information on this holiday weekend. Uh, That was a Thanksgiving song, coming up, Christmas songs, uh, by request from Captain Patrick. So we will oblige, as we uh, often do. Now, ways to make you a better boater. We covered one of four. Items. This is mm-hmm. from uh, what magazine? Boating? Boating magazine. Okay, Mike. October. So uh, scanning, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where are at just situational, uh, situational awareness, that kind of stuff. It was the, the first one.
3: Sure. And I would add to that, um, and I, maybe it falls under negotiation, but if you're in a uh, waterway where there's another large vessel ahead of you, and this happens to me a lot, there's a large vessel that moves up and down the river that that i'm on a lot if i'm overtaking that vessel i'll i'll hail him and tell him what side of the vessel i'm going to pass him on Mm. so he's situationally aware that he's being overtaken by me is that the river queen thing are they
4: still running it's the it's the barbara lee yeah it's a big paddle wheeler it's a hundred because the barges aren't running anymore no um Mm. since they they kind of converted the coal plant to uh the the natural Natural gas gas. Mm -hmm. but um I don't think you were here when I was telling the story about when I was heading out for dealer conference and coming out the Miami river mm-hmm. and you know, there's a long line of traffic and coming around the bend, here's a tugboat pulling a freighter right. that is dead yeah. and I've got another boat that decides to pass me on my port side and doesn't realize that this, this freighter doesn't have any steerage and here comes the tug from the rear and that starts to come out to to make yeah, the turn to pull, and the all of in. a sudden, you know, you're you're, and that's they're a na- not they're not stopping, right? And that's a narrow waterway; they they, can't, they <laughs> yeah, cannot stop
3: once they're they're committed. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's
4: like a freight train, right?
2: So I mean, what happened? A uh, big collision.
4: Uh, I sounded my horn, yeah, because I was very displeased because I wanted to make sure that that boater who was really just intent on overtaking me to get to where he wanted to go i don't think he saw in fact i know he didn't see that tug coming my visibility because i'm sitting up my helm is a lot higher uh my my viewpoint is a lot taller than where he was i could see well ahead and recognize that this freighter was not under power the fact that it had a front tug, towing mm-hmm. it, was all I needed to see, mm. to know that, A, he either wasn't under power or he had no steerage. Yeah. You know, I mean, some, something was up, so I wanted to make sure that the boater that decided to squeeze in between me and the two tugboats and the very, very large freighter in the bend on the river became situationally aware that he was about to become the, the center of a boat sandwich. Right. Right. So he had to get on the throttles, basically what he had to do because at that point you're committed. He really can't chop the throttle because that, that's it, because then he's going to lose his ability to steer and that could be bad. So really, what he's got to do at that point is get on it, get past me. The problem is I've got another 42 foot uh, that is in front of me, and in front of him is a 52 foot. Mm-hmm. There's, it's like a, again, it's like a train, it's like a wagon train, right? You know, there's, it's a, you it's a semi convoy, semi-convoy. exactly. Now, there's a song you need to pull up for Christmas.
5: God, no. There you go,
4: Convoy. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. C.W. McCall.
5: Hmm. Mike. Yes. Did, what, did you use VHF, Channel 16, to contact him, or you use your horns?
3: I call him on 16, and okay. then, then we switch to either 11 or wh- whatever. Whatever uh, He he tells me what channel he wants to go to, and then we switch over, and we chat for a second, and I yeah. tell him what I'm doing. And, and he appreciated it, um, I assume. Yeah, we've gotten to know each other. He sees me approaching. He'll call me sometimes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah,
4: Yeah, and the thing is, oftentimes, if you go and you sound your horn, most people are – they're just either, oh, look, they're waving to us, hey, or they give you the one finger salute because they think that you're being rude. Well, what happened
2: in this case where you almost sandwiched this guy? I thought I just – no, he sped up. He explained up, that did, already. Well, yeah, but he, did he uh, give you did one? Did he react one, to you? One, right. No, he saying. was too busy trying not to get crushed. Uh, so he got the message pretty clear. Because
4: we, ha- I had no room to my starboard side. Mm-hmm. It's a seawall.
2: Right. But then after he said, oh, hey, thanks for the heads up. You didn't get one of those on the radio, I guess, huh? No, because
4: he's too busy trying not to get crushed. Now no, he's after, got to squeeze in between these three yachts mm-hmm. and try not to get crushed. Run up on the back of the one that's in front of me or have me where I can't chop my throttle because I don't want to lose steerage Mm -hmm. in a bend on the river with this dead freighter being pulled around. Yeah,
3: I've had something very similar happen to me uh, coming into uh, Fort Pierce Inlet, Uh, you know, after a day of fishing, lots of boats and you're in a line and then some idiot comes up behind you and tries to pass you Mm -hmm. because you're not going quite fast enough. Yeah,
4: it's, it's, you know, it's. And it, it's not safe. Yeah, and it's the like, thing is, you might see something that they don't see, or you have, taking into account situational awareness, coming in and out of those inlets where you're probably holding back, especially on those days, and Major you're, you're t- taking a look at where the swells are forming, exactly. where they're breaking where the outgoing is, where it's kind of meeting, and you're taking a look behind you, you pick your moment, you commit, and you go. And then you have some yahoo that decides that you're not going fast enough. He comes out behind you. Now you're both
2: in trouble. Right. Right. But you allowed him into your convoy. and uh, No, you didn't. You didn't. No, you did when that guy did it. That's what I'm saying. After he realized he made a mistake because you beeped your horn at him, you let him into your convoy. No, I didn't. There wasn't. There really wasn't enough room. He managed to maneuver over to the
4: starboard, right. Enough, but he was pretty much off the port aft quarter, and my port bow, the at port aft quarter, the boat in front of me. Mm-hmm. But he didn't slip in behind. There, there wasn't yeah. any room. Okay, and we're not. I'm not running up on there. The, so the your transi- horn beep was I'm, more
2: of a one finger
4: salute kind of approach. It was to make him aware because he. I, he did not see
5: this tug hey run!
2: <laughs> something like that right well, he did well,
5: not have, only that he was stuck in the wake probably of the boat in front of him
4: he did not see this tug starting to come out right. from the rear of this freighter
2: get it i he get didn't it
4: have the visibility
5: i had
2: and you did what you could to make him feel even worse after he realized he had made a mistake that was my point as you would do Mike, let's go to. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
3: I mean, you know, on that note, Barry just brought up wake. You know, especially in close quarters, if a boat's overtaking you and not doing it safely, and you get hung up on that wake, you know, you can you can lose control of the boat and 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 move thirty, fifty, sixty feet in either direction, and that could be enough for you to hit a
2: piling or hit a seawall. Or don't want to be or, that guy. No, no, it's no. Bad no. for the gel coat. Yeah. So we got a couple more tips. To uh, make you a better boater, next, right here on the World of Boating.
0: You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network.
2: This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike, the mariner, bears the boater around and out the cruise. He navigate the latest boating news and information, and just share tips on uh, making you a better boater on this mm-hmm. Thanksgiving weekend. So we've gotten through a couple situational awareness, and uh, well, the second one was what watching your wake or what Those that was. That
3: was part, yeah. Well, we were talking about maneuvering in close quarters, which is all part of that. And, uh, you know, we were talking about the scan uh, mm-hmm. process, and um, I don't think we talked about the fact that you should start that from your starboard side and then scan to your left when you're doing your initial sighting because you're, you're responsible for boats overtaking you on your starboard side. Is that correct? I that believe would be that, correct. That, that's okay. how that works, right? So you, you start to you start captain, from the starboard yeah. side
4: and then sweep to the left, okay. to the port. However, mm-hmm. as most boaters, and I, I say this with absolutely no facts whatsoever, most boaters not being, stop uh, now. <laughs> most boaters <laughs> yeah. not yeah. being aware of safe boating navigation rules and or etiquette, you kind of pick your your side and. Go yeah, because if you wait for the other person, it well, you have be a problem. Yeah, you have the default. But if you're communicating,
3: um, you know, and you're passing to port because there's no room on the starboard side, maybe you're up against the side of the channel, uh, and that boat's maybe on the starboard side
4: of the channel. You bring up an interesting point that I haven't, don't know if anybody has this, but if not, Barry, make a note. Mike, make a note. Okay. Greg, turn off your uh headpiece. Mm. Um, this is our million dollar idea. Okay. For boats that have VHFs, with the advent of um entertainment systems Mm -hmm. in these boats, when the VHF comes on or when you trigger it, it needs to cancel out your entertainment system,
2: your stereo. Mm. Like a ducking feature.
4: So that you have yeah. clear communication. So if you're out in your boat, and again, with stereo systems being what they are, yeah, you needed to cut That'd out. Be a good kind of like Greg's getting ready to do to us right now. That's right. Yeah. That's
2: what that cue of music was. So <laughs> shut the hell up. We got more coming up on the world of boating.
0: <laughs> you're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. is a loving, honest,
4: and charitable time.
5: Bah humbug, well that's too strong, cause it is my favorite holiday But all this year's been a busy blur Don't think I have the energy So deck those halls, trim those trees Raise up cups of Christmas cheer I just need to catch
0: my breath Christmas by myself
2: this year This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, and Barry Boater, rounding out the crew on this uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, the music has begun, and we got some doozies for you coming up over the next few weeks. So you've been warned, especially if you love them as much as Captain Patrick does. Mm -hmm. But uh, that aside, we are talking about tips to make you a better boater. So, uh, I don't know, we've gotten through kind of a couple out of... Kind of, sort of. Two out of four, maybe. But I do have a question. Yeah.
4: Mike, are those capris that you're wearing? Those are boating pants, Patrick. Those look like capris. They're they're they're, hiking, fi- they're fishing pants. They're high. No, those they, they look like those are capris. I'm telling you, they are. <laughs> they are not capris. I don't wear capris. <laughs> they, they, Come on, they, Patrick. They, they really, like
2: capris. <laughs> they, they are, they are hiked, weekend. They are gonna... hiked.
4: They are hiked up really, really high. He's showing a lot of calf. Is all the same. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know why, why are
3: you noticing that? Yeah, exactly. Why <laughs> are you the looking at his hands? No, Blindingly white. The
4: only thing whiter in the studio is Greg.
2: Way to make it awkward, Patrick. All right, moving on. Does he always do this? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. sorry, Mike. That's what happens when you get your official title as Mike the Mariner. Uh, you, people man. start taking notice. You're killing me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so being a better boater. Yeah. Well, uh, we have um, we've gone through a couple of the four right, that you so, found.
3: So another one is uh, ferrying and wind and current. Boats react to wind and current and prop thrust. And uh, especially if you don't have, like my boat, I don't have um, autopilot. So I have to pay attention to everything I'm doing. And if you point a boat in a certain direction and then stop paying attention, um, you can get in trouble because your boat is reacting. And if you think you're in in a straight fairway and there's a... You know, wind at 45 degrees on the bow or there's current moving across a shoal or something like that. You can quickly find yourself in the flats if you're not paying attention. Absolutely. Your your boat is not going perfectly straight. Your boat is reacting to all of the elements that are
4: working against it. Mm -hmm. Well, this this is what I like about the type of boating you do and the type of boating that Barry does. And it's really the type of boating that I do as well. Even with these large yachts that I, I move from time to time, I do that kind of boating too. That have these <laughs> these advanced <Large> <laughs> that have these advanced autopilot systems and stuff like that. I don't use them because part of what you're talking about, it, the boat that you have, requires skill. And as we're talking about this article, you know what kind of comes across is, and this is something that I truly, honestly believe in, and it's something that I practice every time. Every single time that I go out in a boat, whether it's a a, a little 19-foot runabout um, or one of our 52, 53s, um, if I'm not practicing a skill or if I'm not learning something new, it's a wasted trip for me. Because mm-hmm. right. it's, it's a great opportunity to uh, – because, again, I don't have to pay for it. Right. <laughs> so why not take that opportunity to – Practice, whether it's use of systems, maneuvering, um, just sharpening your saw, so to speak, sharpening that skill set, which is something that as boaters, we should all be doing every time we go out on the water. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, I find myself uh, really paying attention to trim. You know, uh, one of the things that happens if you just have your trim tabs up or in the same position when all these things are happening is your boat will, will list, you know, into the wind yeah you know, because the boat's trying to correct for your steering into the wind so you, you it becomes second nature to just reach up and touch the tabs and and level and, out. and level out and of course keeping your boat level um, is the most efficient running attitude so if your boat's listing and not running through the water straight and true then it's then you're not getting the full efficiency out of the hull
4: you know especially yeah. if you have a non planing hull
3: yes but even with a planing hull i mean it's uh, my boats a planing hull um but you certainly uh you certainly you know you you run slower and burn more fuel when your boat's not properly trimmed mm-hmm. you know to
2: to
4: counteract the, the effects of the current and the wind and just for the listeners out there that doesn't mean wave
2: top to wave top is any more efficient <laughs> <laughs> right you know it sounds like we're doing the just plane radio show right now cuz you can do that as a pilot Mm-hmm. You're constantly tweaking, you know, watch, you know uh, watching your Listen, tram and all that stuff.
4: everything pilots know, they learn from boaters. Okay. Just so you know. Mm-hmm. Except it's, for how to do a loop. It's it. oh no, you, you,
2: you've, never, you've <laughs> never seen those boats that flipped up and come well, back yeah. down? Boats can get half the loop correct.
3: <laughs> you can do it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. you, can do it, you can do it one time.
2: Right. But, but yeah. yeah, but just staying up on top of it and uh, working that constant, you know, tweak. That just kind of keeps you sharp, right? Too yes, yeah. Absolutely. But you,
4: there's so many systems now, though, that will do it for you: auto tabs, you know, auto trim. Um, that, of course, your your uh, your self steering. Uh, you know, all these things. I mean, beyond even autopilot, self docking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why did you buy the boat? The whole for me, the whole thing about going out is that experience: hands on the wheel, hand on the shifter. And really getting into, whether it's a small boat or a large yacht, that moment out on the water and taking it all in. I learned nothing hmm. by letting the computer do it. You, can you, buy become, a 20- one, oh,
5: you become one with the boat.
2: Okay. It's very yeah. zen. Yeah.
5: Right? It's yeah. very, no, it zen. is. It's very zen. You become. You can feel it when the current or when it's a little too rough, you'll back down a little bit. You become the autopilot. And if you're really good at it, it makes it for a smoother ride for all your passengers. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. If you do it right, I mean, you can buy a twenty-six foot cruiser now and press one button, and it will do everything for you. I want it. I mean, it's crazy. My boat's a toggle switch boat. It's it's uh, you know twin inboard, you know iron engines. But but why would Gear you shows. want that, Greg? I mean,
2: yeah. I, so I can walk around the boat and work on my tan. Have a, have underway. A,
4: you are you are the worst type of boater, <laughs> and I say that lovingly.
2: They'll say, who's captaining the boat? I said, Otto is. He's great. Otto. (laughs) Absolutely horrible. I hate you. Just saying. Teach his own.
5: But what about this? If you are making like the crossing from uh, Fort Lauderdale to Bimini, okay, there's going to be a point where you're just going to see ocean and ocean. I could see where um, autopilot might be good for that portion of it. um, Right. If you just need to take a break for a little while. But the
4: thing, okay, but here's the thing, and this is what I'm going to throw out at you is a responsible boater if they're using autopilot you really don't get to take a break you still have to maintain a watch which if you're maintaining a watch you're at the helm anyway and if i'm at the helm i might as well have my hand on the wheel my hand on the shifter and me driving the boat
5: no I, I i don't disagree with you i'm just okay, saying okay nature for calls minute. you've got to do something yeah
4: that's why you carry
2: a milk jug Oh, wow. <laughs> Remind me never to go boating with him on a crossing.
5: And, and a funnel. No, just don't drink out of the milk jug. And a
2: tube.
4: <laughs> well, if you ever overheat your engine, that could come in handy. So. How was that yeah.
2: cereal this morning? Mm. Tang yeah. Lime flavored. Okay. So
4: uh, let, let, me, let me just. There's more? Well, there is okay. because there's one, and this is why Mike the Mariner is part-time, because he left out the most important tip, which is listening to this show there you go boom hey we're not done yet though we are now
2: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so captain boom. has spoken
3: boom what else you got mike so another thing and i i talk about this with with people too and that's patience especially when you're in close quarters or approaching a dock i always tell people you know one of the most important rules is never approach a dock faster than you're willing to hit it mm. and uh you know wind and current and all those things are working against your boat even in close quarters so you know be patient approach objects very slowly plan get your fenders out before you get there get everything get get your crew um oriented to what's about to happen so nobody move nobody move (laughs) nobody stand on the swim platform while i'm backing into the slip stay inside the boat um and all those inside the
5: boat Hmm? hands inside yeah hands inside the the boat don't stand on the.
3: You know, because I've seen, actually seen people uh, backing into a slip with someone standing on the, on the stern on the swim platform, and then they get the boat out of shape, and yep. the captain pops it in forward to stop reverse momentum, and
4: boom, the guy's in the water. And this is what I always teach. I've seen that happen more than once. Is in close quarter maneuvering, always return to neutral. Mm-hmm. In and out of gear, always return to neutral. And the reason being is if you get out of shape and you reach for that shifter as you're trying to maneuver the wheel, you're not in gear either forward or reverse, and you hit that by mistake, and all of a sudden, the boat takes off. Yeah. If you always return to neutral, you can't force the boat or, or have the boat jump. go, yeah, jump right. in reverse right. or forward. Always yeah. return to neutral, in and out of gear, small movements. To Mike's point, let the boat respond. You're pushing from the rear. Yeah. It's not a car. It, it reacts differently. You have to give the boat time to react to the command you gave it people to mike's point they don't exhibit patience
2: and they- Otto has all the patience in the world why, I why am i the only one you interrupt because it's time to we have more important things to talk about like this guy who has this electric boat that we talked to a few weeks ago has an update for us on some research that just got published that's next on the world of boating
0: You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two thirds of your world.
4: Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium
5: instead of just to it. Be adventurous.
0: Have successfully navigated the sea of commerce, and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea, air, good friends. Brought to you by WorldOfBoating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast.
5: You're so considerate bringing all this holiday cheer to the neighborhood.
1: The most this Christmas season. Ba-la-la-la.
2: Barry, that's inappropriate. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry's a boater. Sometimes uh, he plays Santa and does inappropriate things, but what are you going to do? He's got the cap on. Okay, that's true. He's got the outfit. All right, so uh, look, uh, a few weeks ago, we had this guy uh, on the show. He reached out to us uh, again from Nova Lux Yachts. Uh, Mark... Uh, well, h- how do you say your last name again, Mark? I don't want to uh, butcher
1: Hawkshurst. it. Hawkshurst. No one can get that right. Yes. Hawkshurst, but you can just call me Mark.
2: Okay. We'll just call you Mark. All right. But, uh, the boat is uh, Nova Lux and it's this electric uh boat that we were talking about it was, it was making some waves in the industry and you wanted to follow up because you actually got some uh research because we were talking about how fast your electric uh boat would go and you were still working on some of that research and you got that back now and you're willing to share is that right mark
1: yeah absolutely so um you know i, I w- i'm able to calculate the range and speed but but i get the question all the time and uh it's not straightforward because on an electric boat, you're getting power from the solar array, so range is a, is a factor of time as well. Um, and uh, I basically reached out to a naval architect and said, hey, on this Leopard 51, which is not the first build that, I, that I've done in electric refit, the first one was on a Aquila 44,
0: hmm.
1: um, but on a Leopard 51, using, using one of two hybrid configurations, what's my speed and range? And, um, and that's basically all I told him. And he, he reached out and ran all the numbers and, um, they came back, uh, I thought quite well. And, and the two hybrid configurations are one is full two electric motors with a diesel, um, generator as, as a range extender. And that's what I have in the Aquila 44. Um, and then one is where you use one diesel engine on one side and one electric motor on the other. and you you change the alternator to be a little bit more powerful and you can run it that way. It's a kind of like an unbalance of power. Um, and, uh, that is, um, the other, uh, hybrid design, which allows for a much higher top speed. So what numbers are we talking about? With two electric motors, you can do 12 knots, uh, on the leopard 51 top speed. And, uh, looking at the calculations, it actually calculates out to 14 knots, but, Um, 12 knots, it will definitely get you. And then a cruise speed of 6.6 knots. And what was new, newly introduced by the Naval architect is the idea that you're going to be motoring for four hours a day. So if you motor for four hours a day, then you, you have unlimited range at 6.6 knots on a Leopard 51, which is, which is really quite impressive.
2: Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's faster in your cruiser, isn't it? Uh, there, Mike probably no, not quite no I, I i cruise at 27 oh you do really that fast <laughs> okay. but i get
3: 0. 0.7 miles per gallon doing
2: it well okay well that's true <laughs> so Mike, you yeah yeah you, with, you wouldn't be able to do much with that there's no have, doubt
3: with
1: your boat Wait, well, we so the other hybrid design can get closer to that when you when you leave one of the diesels in there you still have a top speed uh close to 20 knots it's at 17 knots uh, top speed And you still have unlimited range at, at, at the lower, at the lower speeds. Um, so that's kind of, I, I feel like this is going to bridge the gap until electric just gets a little bit more powerful and people start using it and understanding how it, how it works. So that hybrid configuration is, is, um, I think going to be popular, you know, for the next three, Three four years. Got it,
2: Patrick. What do you think? Uh, my question was
4: kind of to Mike. Uh, with this type of a conversion, would that be something if it was within your uh, financial position to convert your boat over? Would you be willing to offset speed for unlimited range? Oh sure, but not with this boat. Power uh, I, I would get a different boat.
3: I, I would do. A, I, I would get a leopard. Cat. I'd do a leopard or yeah, a cat. Yeah. yeah,
5: yeah, absolutely. A cat boat. It yeah. seems to work really well with a cat boat, much more stable than a V-Hull.
4: Well, I guess and- my, my question was leading into for, for people that, you know, they would be willing to sacrifice half the speed for unlimited range. Absolutely.
3: That's huge.
4: Yeah, absolutely. This is on my bucket list. And
3: that's oh, the goal. Yeah.
1: And, and I mean, the goal, you you can drop a hook in a Caribbean island and you can be there. Forever, you can have your hot showers. You have all; you, it's overpowered for all of your house needs, your air conditioning, and each day you're, you're getting a little bit more power. And and uh, the next day you could take a four hour trip to the next island, and and uh, you've never you haven't used any fuel.
2: I'm sold. That period. Mike, uh, buy it and invite me on it. Uh, Barry, what do you say? Well, yeah, and the other good thing about having one engine
5: that's diesel powered as well as one electric is that if one system goes out. Essentially, you have a completely different backup system to help you get to where right. you fully need Fully redundant. Yeah. More mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Well, good
1: stuff. Fully redundant. That's the blue water model as well. And one of my you know, potential customers brought that up who who's, does a lot of uh, exploration in, in Chile and the glaciers around Chile. And they, they need that full redundancy. Um, so, again, that, that solves that problem.
2: Well, uh, Mark sounds great. Uh, Nova Lux is the brand. You can check them out online. Uh, what's the website, Mark?
1: Novaluxyachts.com. And we have the new hybrid configurations up there. If you want to learn more about them. And, and, uh, again, we do all kinds of refits between, uh, power catamarans 35 to about 60 feet. And, uh,
2: yeah, I think a lot of people will be checking it out, and we appreciate uh, you joining us on this Thanksgiving weekend. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, whether it's sail or motor, life, life is better, better as a boater. boater. Safe boating, everyone.